Scottish Labour leader Richard Leder resigns. This is the Scottish News Bubble for the 15th of January 2021. The leader of the Scottish Labour Party, Richard Leder, has resigned today after becoming one of the most anonymous figures in Scottish Labour Party history and a man whose credibility and is known as the invisible man in Scottish politics is a sad reflection of the level to which the Scottish Labour Party has fallen in the eyes of the Scottish public. The problems really began since devolution, which many in the Labour Party are embarrassed to recall that they created and, and, and at that stage the Scottish Labour Party dominated Scottish politics to an extent that today seems really so otherworldly. The Scottish Labour Party really became the voice of Scotland during Thatcherism and was the peak of its power in 1987 when it helped Tony Blair become the landslide victor in the 1997 elections. He returned the favour to the Scottish people by smoothing the passage of the Scottish Parliament creation bill through Westminster in record time and then the devolution referendum was held later that year and the Scottish Parliament was uh, reformed in 1999. Since then, Scottish Labour has had a fall from grace that is utterly remarkable to the extent that they now have less than 10% of support in a lot of areas in Scotland. Where they go from here, who knows? The problem is they have an identity crisis. They don't want to really be seen as supporting devolution that they created that much, and they don't. But they don't want to be seen to be too much in favour of the state quo either, leading to this middle of nowhere position that has no credibility with just about anyone that follows politics in Scotland. Until they decide to have a credible position on the future of Scottish devolution rather than this wishy-washy idea of federalism, no one really is going to take them seriously and that's why they've gone through, through so many leaders but the leaders is not the problem the problem is they don't have any credible position on the constitution which is the remains the central issue of Scottish politics and it will do until whether it's achieve independence or people are really happy that you've got a stable type of devolution where Scotland generally has
an amount of power and relationship with London that people in Scotland feel comfortable with. Um, if we'll ever reach that stage without independence, who knows? But we at least most people at least want to go further down the road of devolution um, to some kind of federal system. The problem is that no party with a labor, uh, London-based funding system, such as the Conservatives and the Liberal Democrats and Scottish Labour, are prepared to accept this. They just can't see it, see this as being a credible solution because their voter bases in England don't really see this as a big issue until one party addresses this issue, which is now becoming a, a bit more of an issue in regions of England since there's been a lot more devolution to places like Manchester and Liverpool so that it could actually become an, an, an issue that the leaders of the northern powerhouse regions of England force the London centric parties to address unfortunately it won't be Scottish politicians that enable this and the Scottish Voters can see this, and that's why Scottish Labour will remain in a perpetual state of crisis for the foreseeable future. Many prominent commentators were quick to comment on what happened today. Bernard Ponsonby, who's always a really good source, said, Leonard is a decent man who looks ill at ease in the often bare-knuckle world of party infighting. He's a temperamental, temperamentally unsuited to a bare-pit politics and he must have found the behind-the-scenes bickering wearing. Like Scottish Labour leaders of the recent times, he is a victim of circumstance. Most pertinently, that he leads a party whose voters have deserted to the SNP. Until such times as the Nationalists are in electoral retreat, it's difficult to see how he, or indeed his successor, can be regarded as anything other than a failure. The once mighty Scottish Labour Party has been outflanked by the SNP on social democratic, democratic grounds and by the Conservatives on the Constitution. Until the 2014 referendum bubble First, it's difficult to see politics moving on the kind of agenda which Labour will once again be heard. In internal politics, this is a big defeat for the left. Jeremy Corbyn is gone as an ally in Scotland too. This will deflate the left who will now cast it around for a candidate to back when the party eventually gets round to holding a new leadership election. For what's worth, I would go for Monica Lennon. Lennon is the only credible candidate, I think, of that could present a new face of Scottish Labour that other candidates such as Jackie Bailey and Annis Sarbar just represent old Labour in Scotland and they will do no better than Richard Lennon. Tom Gordon, Herald Scotland's Scottish political editor, commented, short and big ideas and eye-catching policies, Mr Leonard wrestled in vain with the independence question, coming out hard against NGF2 when many Labour supporters started to warm to it.
other news, people are going to the polls in Uganda, where the leader has been in charge of the country, the leader of the governing party has been in charge of the party for 35 years as reported very well last night by Raga Omar on News at 10 on ITV Ecstatic crowds turned out today to watch Bobby Wine 38 cast his vote who said he was confident of ending President Museveti's 35 year rule after a campaign marked by relentless state crackdown in which scores of opposition supporters of his party have been killed. Bobby Wine is a pop star who's come back to the country and is not afraid of the intimidation that other candidates have been subject to and um, he's very brave and he's been, he's, he's, he, he wears bulletproof shirt all the time now and uh, comes across as, as a remarkable man who, who could transcend politics in the country and hopefully lead to the dawn of a new era in this country in other news in Northern Ireland supermarkets face significant disruption and further empty shelves unless the government negotiates an extension to the grace period on certain goods with the Brexit agreement. This is a story reported in I about food shelves shortages that many feared would happen across Britain due to Brexit, Britain leaving the European Union. It's transpired it's not happened anywhere else in Britain apart from Northern Ireland because of a last minute agreement that gave them different trading rules to the rest of Britain meaning they're much closer in rules to Europe than here which has led to many British suppliers deciding not to supply Northern Ireland because the extra paperwork needed so uh, so interesting to see how this goes because Northern Ireland issues don't get covered that well by Britain normally but if it becomes a major economic issue and a major political reason issue that will have to be resolved in some way by the Conservative government in London in other news there's been a, there was a really good piece in the Times Scotland edition today about coronavirus by radio presenter and Times Scotland journalist Ashmer Muir batten down the hatches and only venture out for essentials as defined by the regulations. For a few months we have a version we have to live a version of 1980s life a single massive weekly shop ripped apart by ravenous household when it arrives. Lots of loud and in telly watched by the whole family Surely we can live without takeaways of salty pizzas, without non-recyclable cups of overpriced coffees, without a tray of wilting campana lula, wherever that is. For a few months, we need to hold our noses and go for it. 
If I can do it with all my selfishness and flaws, so can you. A superb piece of journalism, not overly sincere or patronising like many in the coronavirus, but still supportive of the regulations which we all must be. Finally, Queen guitarist Brian May has launched a Badger Fragrance, reports the iPaper. The musician and campaigner has joined forces with Italian luxury goods brand Exjoff to launch the Save Me Fragrance, which will donate profits to the Save Me Trust and Animal Protection Charity co-founded by May. Named after the Queen's, hit, Queen's hits from their 1990 album The Game, the cologne is set to have a hint of sandalwood and badger in tribute to May's love of the short-legged omnivores. The unusual fragrance does not come cheap, however, with a 50ml bottle costing £177. Those who really love the badger scent can acquire an autograph bottle for a hefty £368. This amazing man is doing something wonderful for animal welfare. May wrote on Instagram with a hint of irony, sharing a photo of himself with Italian perfumer Sergio Momo as the pair signed limited edition bottles of the fragrance with gold pens. Interesting. That's all for now. Bye for now.